Jesus said to the crowds, Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and I will not reject anyone who comes to me, because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me, that I should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life, and I shall raise him on the last day. The Gospel of the Lord. Words of the Holy Gospel wipe away our sins. My dear people, uh, the Church every year celebrates this um, commemoration of all souls, and it does so because, as we heard yesterday in All Saints Day, the Church triumphant in heaven, the saints intercede for us, the Church militant here on earth, and we in turn offer up our prayers and petitions for the Church suffering, the Church in purgatory. I often say uh, that one of the least favorite things that I had to do uh, working in the parish, and I was in a parish for close to 14 years, um, some, year, some months as a deacon, about four years as, a, as an assistant priest, and then the last almost nine years as a pastor of a wonderful church and community in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, as you can tell by my accent. And um, I had a lot of favorite things that I liked doing as a pastor, as a parish priest, as we call it back home. But I have to say one of the least favorite things that I, was, that I had to do was to celebrate funerals. And uh, I'll explain myself because I don't want the radio station getting any hate mail, heaven forbid. But uh, it was one of my least favorite things to do, of course because of the sadness that's attached to a funeral. But it was my least favorite thing to do because of the great lack of understanding, the great lack of catechesis, the great lack of um, uh, faith that people had regarding uh, the funerals. Funerals in Australia, I'm not sure what it's like here in the States, but back at home, funerals have become more a, uh, a celebration of the life of the person. In fact, at times they even advertise it as that, rather than saying, you know, funeral mass will be celebrated for, or the requiem mass will be celebrated for, or the official title, the rite of Christian burial will be celebrated for, we often would have the celebration of the life of. And people would come, of course, to prepare uh, for the funeral, and they would want sort of secular music and their favorite pop songs. And, you know, you would show them the readings, and sometimes they wouldn't like the readings. They would want, you know, a, a favorite story or a poem. And I would try to use that moment as a moment of catechesis to explain to the people that, yes, in their sorrow, they have to also understand that what the church does during the Mass is pray for that soul. And I would try to explain to them, of course, using lex orandi, lex credendi, showing them that how we pray reflects what we believe. And we believe, of course, that we don't automatically go to heaven. And that's, of course, what a lot of people think. Oh, my loved one has died. He or she is now an angel in heaven. Or oh, my loved one has died. Uh, he or she, of course, is now a saint in heaven. Well, it'd be lovely to be canonized at the end of our life. And that's our purpose of course that's our our goal is to want to become saints as the great popes have reminded us to be saints as we heard yesterday on all saints day but of course that's not the reality the reality is that we have imperfections the reality is that at the end of our life of course there are things that anchor us down not allowing us to make it yet to heaven but the church has one of the most beautiful teachings and that is the teaching of purgatory. 
probably one of the most misunderstood teachings in the Catholic Church. I have to say, I was reading a blog yesterday, and I often like reading blogs because you see sort of how people within the church um, are thinking of different things. And I, I tend to read a, a, a large variety of blogs, some more conservative, some more sort of, um, sort of uh, wacky ones, as one would say. But um, I was reading actually what I used to consider a very good blog, and I won't mention it, a rather conservative blog, very orthodox, uh, in line with the magisterium of the church. And I probably read one of the worst uh, representations of what the church teaches as purgatory. And the blog said something along, along this. It said, and this part I agreed with, it said, we shouldn't settle for mediocrity. We shouldn't just settle for purgatory. We, we have to strive for heaven. And on this, we were on the same page. But then when it tried to explain why we shouldn't settle for mediocrity, that's where I started thinking, no, there's a problem with this blog, with this uh, uh, article, because it said something along the lines of, the fires of purgatory are, same, are the same as the fires of hell. The church has never taught that. Now, this blog did quote some saints. And mind you, that's good. But the saints in themselves are not the magisterium of the Catholic Church. The magisterium of the Catholic Church is found in the catechism of the Catholic Church. And voila, I read through this whole blog, and not once did this blog mention anything or quote the catechism of the Catholic Church. And that's where we need to understand our uh, our teaching on purgatory, a beautiful teaching of purification, which is what the word purgatory means. A time to prepare us for an eternity with God. In other words, Jesus, our loving Savior, is so merciful, so filled with love, that not only does he give us a million chances in this life, but even when we make it to the next life, he's still giving us chance after chance after chance. And that, of course, is what purgatory is all about. But then you might ask the question, but Father, I always go to confession. I go to confession every week. I'm very contrite. I make a good confession. I receive absolution. I do my penance. And then I try to live the life of grace. I try to live the life of grace. Does anyone ever truly make a perfect confession? We are incapable of making a perfect confession. If you want to use the word perfect literally, we are incapable of making, an in, uh, of making a perfect confession. We try our best, but we have, of course, you know, we are wounded. We, of course, have, the, have concupiscence, that, 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 that need, that striving towards sin. And so it is difficult in this life to make the perfect confession. Yes, of course, we do have saints, and we strive to be saints, which is what we celebrated yesterday. But for the rest of us who are striving to be saints, but have troubles with it, we know that going to confession, of course, gives us the grace to live the life of a Christian, to live the life of a disciple. But, of course, it's always going to be slightly imperfect. We were called to be perfect by, by Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect beautiful thing of course is that not only are we given the graces in this life but we're given the graces in the next life as well purgatory should be seen as a beautiful teaching of the catholic church a very positive teaching of the catholic church the most merciful teaching of the catholic church because it shows a god who loves us so much that our destiny is to be with him in heaven notwithstanding our imperfections our weaknesses our limitations so that is why we pray for the souls in purgatory. 
lex orandi, lex credendi. The prayers that we find in the church through its liturgy, the prayers, of course, that we uh, pray for the holy souls, especially throughout the month of November, teach us that they are in need of prayers. If we all made it to heaven straight away, there would be no need to even celebrate the holy sacrifice of the mass because we do really do celebrate the holy sacrifice for the souls in purgatory. It's illogical to think that at the moment of our death, we all make it automatically to heaven. Yes, that's our goal. That's our destiny. That is what we are striving for. But it's not automatic. So let's remember to pray for the souls because I'm sure all of us will be in a situation one day where we will need the prayers of the church militant for us who will be in the church suffering so that we can make it to the church triumphant. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.